0: Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, it's a special day. I'm filled with mixed emotion, amazing joy. Um being able to see twelve graduating classes. This is the twelfth graduating class, and as I shared in the first service, um I remember when these students were just finishing up kindergarten uh, when I first started here. And so it's a joy to um to be here to stand before them. It's the largest class by far that we've ever had. Um, but also, it's, it's my last class as I'm transitioning here to executive education pastor. And um, is, um, it's also a sad moment to know that I'm standing before you as, as my last one uh, as a student pastor. And so, um, you pray for me today as I share what God's laid on my heart um, and as I'm filled with many, many emotions. Um, three things that I want to share really quickly about you that I've observed Um, and probably most people who love you and care about you have observed as well. One is this, you all have abilities. You all have abilities. You're very strong leaders um, in this class. From presidents of organizations like Michaela, Noah, or Mary, so a potential future president of the United States, I believe, Vance Halford, um, one day, Uh, you have all taken on positions and you've led diligently. You've also, you're very gifted musicians in this crowd. We've got guitarists like Philip and bassists like Aaron and Michael and drummers like Daniel. I believe that there's not a song that Rachel Summers couldn't play on the piano. Now I know that she can play it in Spanish. Um, Also believe that there's not a note that Savannah can't hit when she sings a song to the glory of the Lord. And let's not leave out those who make halftime so exciting through marching band uh, with Avery and Jessica. In terms of those on sports teams, we have multi-sport athletes like Joey and Caleb, Michaela and Aubrey, many more, to college athletes like Philip Treadway who played four years in college. And when did colleges get a fishing team? We didn't have one at Erskine. I still don't think they have one, but Jake, I would have loved to rip some gills with you. You have all have abilities, but also you all have accomplishments. You've accomplished so much in so little time. I've seen you accomplish so many things spiritually in the Lord from leading small group, four or five of these students lead small group uh, whenever one of our leaders is out, um, to going on mission trips. We're going to Nicaragua, I'm taking 12 of them this summer to go be a part of that. You've accomplished so much in the ministry and the way that you serve the Lord, but also your accomplishments as we read um, earlier, you're a very successful group of young people. Many have completed a certified nursing assistant program like Shelby, Amanda, and Jamie, and another one who's working in a local hospital right now to make a difference, that's Misty Stover. We have a world traveler among us, Mary May, who can complete a sentence in five languages. Try that one. We have a bass master fishing champion among us who has two championships. We have three who have mastered the master's program in school administration, like Nicole and biblical counseling, like Pastor Jesse. And Aaron, who has a dual degree and is headed to Florida to work on FA 18s, fighter jet planes. Pretty awesome. We have a firefighter like Jared who will help save people out of the fire. And we have those who are going into ministry like Tanner and Aaron, who's gonna be a watchman to keep people from going to the fire. You all have accomplishments. You all have abilities, but you also all have assignments. Many of you are going very different, a lot of different places. Some, it's very clear where you're headed. Others, it's not so clear. Jonathan, you've always loved cars and you're going to Ohio to learn more about car restoration. And a future engineer in Patrick and a cosmetologist in Julie. And even others like Amanda Sperlin who plan to go into nursing profession while Garrett will spend times cleaning you and I, our teeth, at the dentistry. Then we have Jesse and Daniel who are eager to serve our country in armed forces. Let's give them a hand for what they're going to be doing. God never called me to do that, but I tell you, I respect and honor and admire you who do that. While your high school assignments are close to being over, close, finish strong. And some of you, your college assignments, praise the Lord, have ended. There is an assignment for all of you and for all of us to fulfill the rest of our lives. And so I want to share God's word with you to invest the rest of our lives, not just those who have a A graduation gown on but today for us to understand what does it mean to invest the rest of our lives i believe god has given us clear indication of that in his word if you want to go ahead and flip to matthew 25 matthew 25 will be very brief this evening because we have a meal waiting for us and we're excited about that in the family life center as you turn there i want to share with you about those who have invested in you graduates Your families, your friends, your mentors in the faith, myself included, your small group leaders, we've invested in you up to this point. We've invested our lives in you. We celebrate these abilities, these accomplishments, these assignments. We celebrate that with you. We wanna walk through this with you. But we also know that now's the time for you now to invest into others and to invest in the rest of your life. It's one thing to just have others invest in you, but now it's time for you to invest in the kingdom work that God has for you And so we're gonna see that in this passage, Matthew 25, verse 14 and following. And I'm gonna read this in its entirety and just share a few things, a few truths out of this that I believe we can apply to our lives in investing the rest of our life. Verse 14, again, the kingdom of heaven in Matthew 25 can illustrate by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He said, hey, take care of my money. He gave them five bags of silver, five talents to one, two talents or two bags of silver to another and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant who had two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, key verse right here, after a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had entrusted the five bags of silver came forward and five more and said, master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest and I've earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handing this small amount. So now I give you many more responsibility. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant who received two bags came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, but, but I've come back. I've doubled that. I've earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in this small amount. So now I give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man. See, he really didn't know the man very well. You know the master. You know him well. He wants you to invest your life for his glory. He said, he was a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look here, here's your money back. I didn't do anything with it, but here's it back to you. He said this, then he ordered, take the money from the servant, give it to the one with the 10 bags of silver to those who use well what they are given even more will be given and they will have abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they do have will be taken away. What a challenge to all of us. How are we investing our life? How are you going to invest the rest of your life? Is it gonna be for his kingdom's purposes? The goal here is that that you would go out and that just as others have invested in you, you would go and invest that into God's kingdom work. A few truths that I wanna share with you is this, the first one is this, his assignment is your responsibility. When you get an assignment, when you get a syllabus as you go to college and you have certain assignments, that's your responsibility. If you wanna go to class, your parents are paying paying good money for you to go to class, you need to go to class. But your assignment, all right, it's your responsibility. And in this moment, what he's saying here is, I'm about to go away on a long trip. I'm gonna give you an assignment. See, you being in the center of his will, as Felicia talked about earlier, is... That's his assignment for you. What has he entrusted to you? It's your responsibility. He said in verse 14, again, I say, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated like a, a story of a man going on a long trip. He came together, he entrusted his money, five to one, two to another, and then one guy got one. What resources has he given you to invest for his glory? What resources has he given you? Man, so many people have poured into your life. You have every resource possible, the gifts, the time, the talent that you have and the resources. In this passage, he's talking about, about money, but really it's about resources. What is he entrusted to you? I'm not a musician. You give me Spanish music to play, you give me English music playing on piano, it's not gonna happen, all right? Because I'm not gifted. He says, I've given you gifts, divided portion according to your ability. I've given you that. And what has God given you? Whatever it is, do it for the glory of God. If you're an engineer, go for it, all right? If you're going to armed service, do that for the glory of God. Whatever God has invested in you, what resources has He given you to invest for His glory? I thought about this. Worked at uh, Screaming Eagle Outfitters. I know my Uncle Kenny's here with us, and his wife Beth, and and we... um, You know, spent a lot of time out there at camp, and one of the things we did with students on the Thursday of camp, we would always come together. Many of the students have have been there before, so they understand what I'm talking about. We'd have an anything goes Olympics. It's where you get um, pool noodles, and you get um, inner tubes, and you get duct tape. Take duct tape because you know uh, you know you take all this stuff, resources, and different groups would get different resources. You try to accumulate as much as you can. And then at the end of that Olympics, you're to try to get your boat, you're supposed to create a boat and get that boat across the pond. And you gotta use the resources that you have. Well, uh, unfortunately, some people got more than others. So it's like, hey, I've got enough duct tape. Can I borrow something? No, we don't want you to win. You know, it's a com- competition thing. So, so we're out here and we're trying to get groups to get their team across. And you know, I thought about this when I was just studying this passage. You've, get, you've got all the resources you need. According, he's like, I've divided up according to the ability that you have, whatever that assignment is for you, you know, invest your life in that. So I've given you the resources. We can either take the resources and use it and be successful to get across to the other side, because ultimately we're waiting for that moment of, of Jesus coming back to receive us into his fellowship or whether we go by way of the grave and see him face to face in that moment. Like we've got to get to the other side and be successful. And you have all the resources you need. So as many of those teams had put them together, that would get in the boat. Actually, some people would jump in and actually pull the boat because it wasn't put together really well and, and try to get to the other side. And that was the last task. It was to, to, to be victorious and get to the other side. And easily, easily groups were like, man, you know what, we're not going to make it. We're, not, we're just going, man, they've already won. They've already crossed. And I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you, invest the rest of your life his assignment, it's your responsibility. Move in a direction with whatever he's blessed you with. A couple of things about this passage. I see different amounts and different abilities. He gave them different amounts and different abilities. In other words, he says this, it's possible for you to use whatever assignment I've given you with the abilities that I've blessed you with. He's not gonna give you something that's not possible. And he says, hey, I wanna use you no matter how much or how little, be diligent. I wonder if the guy who got one talent just said, you know what, I didn't get as much as them. I'm not as talented as them. I'm not as gifted as them. And I wonder if he just took it and was like, you know what, God's not gonna, I'm not gonna be used by this. I'm not gonna invest it. Don't do that. Don't be like the one. Be like those who have five and have two. And invest that. Invest that into his kingdom's work. Second thing I want you to notice here, not only his assignment is your responsibility, but his advancement is your risk. What's at risk in investing your life? What's at risk? The advancement of his kingdom. Do you wanna advance his kingdom to see his his glory in your life and the lives of people around you? You wanna see people come to, to know Christ as Lord and Savior? His advancement is your risk. If you look at verse 16, it says, the servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money. One translation says, at once he began to invest. Like, as soon as I say, amen, go out, invest your life. Like, they didn't wait. It did take a gap year in terms of investing their life. Are you with me? And so I want to encourage you, at once, begin to invest the money, earn five more. The servant had two. He worked, that's the key, and earned two more. But the servant who received one, he dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. The second question is this, what return will you have when he returns? Church, what return from our investment of our life will we have when Jesus returns? What will we return when we have to show? When we have to dig it up and say, hey, you know, I gotta find it, Jesus, give me a second. You know, or we're we gonna say, hey, it's my life for your glory. That's what he wants for us. His advancement is your risk. You gotta take risk for him. Take risk. When you're in college, whether you go to a Christian university or a public institution, wherever you go, you're gonna be challenging your faith. And I wanna encourage you, take a risk for him. Even if Christians are doing things that they shouldn't, you take a risk, you te- take the example, set the example before them. I begin to think about this, uh, this idea of, of what God has kind of entrusted to us and um, with my kids. We have a playroom in our house. I don't know about your playroom, but it, it's a playroom. My wife reminds me, it's a playroom, Adam. And it's not supposed to be clean. Yes, it is. You know, it's like, I mean, it is a disaster. You in my house, you know what I'm talking about. And every once in a while, I say, hey, kids, let's, let's go clean. And I say, let's go. Hey, can y'all go clean the playroom? And so they come in and, and, and I say, Aaliyah, will you pick up my oldest? Because she's, she's very responsible. She, she just, she's a hard worker. I think she's going to be a teacher one day because she's very organized. She's neat. And she wants things to look, you know, how they should. My son, Lord bless her. Um, I'll say, son, can you pick up these cards right here on the floor? And Aaliyah, can you pick up everything else? It's like, daddy, why, why? You would, you'll do it. You'll do it, honey, for daddy, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, I, you gotta make everything a game. I'll go upstairs, I'm gonna let you clean and I'll be back, you know? I'm not gonna bribe them, am not gonna give them five bags of silver, but I'm like, hey, if you clean, it's gonna be good. So I came back 15 minutes, everything's cleaned up, except for the cards. Son, there are five cards. That's all you get. Daddy, can you help me? No, yes, okay. And I'm like, Aaliyah, can you help? And you know what? She's like, sure. You know, I thought about that. Some respond to their father and this idea of investment and say, you know what? Um, I, I'm going to do what God's entrusted me to. I'm going I'm to do, do what He's asked. And others do little. Some do a lot and some do a little. Are you going to work? Or are you going to wait? See, my son in that moment, just kind of waiting, like, she'll help me because she's good at this. I'm not. <laughs> you know, that's his excuse. But, but you know, every once in a while, every once in a while, there'll be a moment, say, clean your room or clean the playroom. And I come down, and, and, and I've given them tasks. I've given her more tasks because she's more diligent, and I know that she can do that with her abilities. And I, and I come down, and, and it's all clean. My son's done what he's supposed to do. My daughter's done. I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm like, they listen. Your kids may be perfect and, and they listen to everything, but mine sometimes don't. And so I'm just like, man, this is awesome. Well done. Let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's go celebrate together. And I just wonder, where will the Lord find us when he returns? Will we have return? Will we have something to show? Not a clean room, but a life of integrity. So I believe that we see here in this passage there are different actions. You're gonna work or you're gonna wait. And there are different accumulations. And I shared this in the first service and I really believe this. And if you get anything today, get this. Turn your 100% potential. I mean, the whole reason the guy left money because he knew the potential that they had to invest his money. Turn your 100% potential into 100% profit. Turn your 100% potential into 100% profit. And if you'll do that, you'll be successful. Profit not for yourself, but profit for the glory of God. They accumulated, they they doubled what they had. 100% profit there in that moment. And I believe God wants to do that with you. He's not asking you to do anything that he hasn't given you the ability to accomplish. The last thing as I close is this. His approval is your reward. His approval is your reward. You know, just in reading down through there, what it ends up saying, is like, well done, my good and faithful servant. Man, you are awesome in those things. I'm gonna give you more responsibility. Let's celebrate together. He didn't throw in Chuck E. Cheese, but you know, hey, let's we'll celebrate together. Let, let, let's, let's throw a party. Yes, I'm proud of you. Man, when, when I began to think about what, what was I gonna share for this moment? Over and over, God said, well done, well done, well done. There are a lot of things in your life as I read over your accomplishments, as I wrote out your accomplishments, that I said, Well done, well done, good, faithful servant, class of 2015. I'm proud of you. But it's more than just that. It's at the end of your life saying, from the master saying, Man, well done, my good and faithful servant. I'm so, I'm so proud of you. You've taken the responsibilities. Man, I've given you an assignment, you owned it as your own responsibilities. It's you. You know, your advancement, his advancement is your risk, and you're able to, to, to put forth that effort. And then really his approval is your reward. The last question is what reaction will he have toward you? Toward the investment of his resources? What reaction will he give you? I hope that it's positive, first of all. And there's a different attitude in this moment. Like for two of them, it's the same response. He was full of praise and this translation is full of praise. He was excited to see like, yeah, like, yes, well done, come on. And, and, and by the way, listen, no matter how much he gave out from the beginning, it was still his money, no matter how much he gave the resource to to each one, the praise was the same, the praise was the same. And, and, and my hope is that in that moment of seeing face to face and when he returns to say, say, yes, Adam, that's it. Like, like that's it, that's a positive, like praise. Praise this moment because I'm thankful for what you've done for my kingdom. There's a different attitude, there's a different acknowledgement. Not only positive towards the productive servant, there's not going to be positive to, to the passive servant. I mean, we can read on down through it. Hey, you lazy servant, you dug a hole, didn't take a lot of effort. Man, you could have done so much more with your life. I don't, I don't want that kind of conversation with the Lord. But to say, man, well done. But then there's praise toward the per- persistent, man. Be faithful. Class of 2015, be, be faithful. Don't take time off. Stay involved in church. Stay involved in ministry. You're gonna have to take risk. It's gonna be difficult. I know, I had to drive 35 minutes to, to go to a church when I was in college. It's hard sometimes. But you gotta make an effort. You gotta work. Don't wait. If you wait, he may return I want that to be a positive moment for you and a positive moment of praise. So, what can you expect from the Lord when your investment, when you vest your life the right way? Look at verse 29, and we close with this. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and will have an abundance. Man, that's what your parents desire for you an abundant life. That's what I desire for you. Have the most abundant life ever. My college experience was amazing. I grew in my faith in, in Christ far more than ever before. It's amazing, take it in abundance. But realize this, when you invest your life the right way, he'll give you more assignments. You'll receive more assignments from him. You're like, I don't want more assignments. His assignment, there may be one or two for you. There may be five for you. For some of you, as I read things off, man, you've had a ton and you've accomplished a lot. But you'll get more assignments from him. What about this, more advancements, more advancements for him. And how great will it be if there's a list of things? Because when we're standing before God, we're not judged any, by, any, any other time of, of by salvation. It's, it's like Christ, he welcomes us in. But we would be, you have to give an account for what we do for him. And wouldn't it be awesome if he just began to read out and he'd have the Rolodex like I did and just begin to share things that he was proud of you for? Man, that would be awesome. And know that He's got more advancements for his kingdom. What about this? More approval by him. More approval. I don't just say, hey, my kid's cleaned the the room today. Man, it was awesome. That was great. If they do that continuously, I get more and more proud as a dad. And so I wanna encourage you. It's a daily process. It's daily. Invest your life and know that there's gonna be more approval for him. Don't try to prove yourself to anyone. Man, please the Lord. Please him and him alone. And then end it right there with, with that word abundance. And they will have an abundance. You have everything you need in Christ Jesus. Everything. John ten ten says, I came to have life, give you life and life more abundantly, live in that abundant life that he has for you. And I wrote this down. The best life is when you invest the rest of your life. That's the best life. No amount of money, no specific job, no certain marriage, the best life is wrapped up in investing your life in the kingdom's purposes. That's what God wants to use you for. I believe God's gonna use you in ways that you would never fully realize. Trust him to lead you in the days ahead. You have everything you need to succeed. I love each of you. I want all of you to look up at me right now. I know you had to sit through two of these things with me. I love you. I want you to know that. I appreciate you allowing me to invest in your life. I look forward to seeing you invest in the kingdom and in ministry. It's a moment of resources, of money, but know that it's far more than that. It's the ministry God has for you, no matter what your mission field is gonna be. God's got his hand on you, and he's gonna lead you. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you for this day. God, I thank you that, um, Lord, you have spoken to our hearts today. Lord, I pray that we would lead well. I pray that, God, as we... Um, live our lives before you, God, that we would invest the rest of our life. God, you have, you have made it very clear that you've given us an assignment and it's our responsibility. And I pray that you would use this class of 2015 to do just that, what you've called them to do. I pray that they would take risks and know that the, what's at stake is your advancement. You've entrusted some things to us, God. Let us advance that for your glory. And Lord, ultimately, I pray that your approval... Your approval is our reward, not to be seen by man, but to please the, the Father, our Savior, and our Lord. And Lord, I pray, as, I, as I'm, I'm mindful of what I wanna share with this class is well done, you good and faithful servants. God, I pray that would be the voice and the echo that we hear when we see you face to face. I pray that for all of us in this building. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's message. If you'd like to find out more about Trinity of Fairview, visit us online at trinityoffairview.org or call 828-628-1188.